you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. From Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle? Or War Eagle. That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. everybody, I'm Brandon Marcello. Welcome to the Roundtable. I'm joined by Philip Marshall, Jim, Jason Caldwell, and Ronnie Sanders. Um, it's been a... It's been a week, or should I say it's been a heck of a year this week. Um, it's It's been a long week. The coronavirus is here stateside now, and uh, pretty much all sports are, are on hold uh, for the foreseeable future. The SEC has decided to cancel all games through and events and not allow any team activities, including spring practices for football through at least April 15th. Uh, the NCAA canceled, of course, the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments and all spring tournaments and championship events run by the NCAA, which includes the college world series all the way in June. Obviously a very serious situation, something we have, never seen in our lifetimes as far as something affecting sports for this long of a period. And we're still waiting here to see how bad or maybe not bad things are going to get with the coronavirus as we sit here today recording this on a Friday afternoon. Gentlemen, let's go around the table. Um, just your thoughts on what has been an unbelievable 48 to 72 hours. It's been uh, in... Uh... My half a century of doing this, it's been, it's been, it's unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. And, uh, it's hard to get your hands around, around it all. I, I think that, uh, you can certainly make a case that, that the basketball tournament with that, with all it's, uh, I mean, moving that or delaying that, I mean, all the huge apparatus of that event, uh, would be very difficult. Uh, I, I don't understand why, uh, as you just said, the College World Series, Women's College World Series are in June. Uh, why you would... The SEC has said no no competition until April 15th. Well, I mean, you could still have an abbreviated season in baseball or softball, which are not contact sports. And they're not... I mean, they're not... Uh, right. So why not wait until you see what the situation is? I... I that was a little hard for me to understand. Uh, and it, it obviously caught, as you wrote about Brandon, caught Greg Sankey by surprise as well. Uh, yeah, the SEC office was completely shocked. They were not consulted at all. And I, I think it, one, obviously, they'll bury their feelings because they believe it's maybe the right thing to do. They don't know. They won't know until we know, I guess. But 
the idea that the NCAA said, hey, we're not going to consult Power Five. Or even uh, tell them about it. <laughs> and even consult with them or even tell about it before they made the announcement. I, that does not set well with them. And I think here in the future, it'll be interesting to watch how that affects the relationship with the NCAA. But anyway, go ahead. I agree. I just think it's, uh, you know, the the things to me, there's just a lot of things that if you, it, it, it would be assumed you would play without fans if you played the spring sports. And those kids, you say, well, you, they, you, want, you want to get them away. But then they're not going to go home and go in their bedroom and self and and self quarantine. They're going to hang out with somebody and hang out with their friends or with teammates who might be close by or or whatever. So I I'm not sure I understand the the, the severity of the spring sports decision. But basketball, as as painful as it had as it was for everybody and especially for the seniors who were getting ready for for their last big big chance. Uh, it's terrible, but, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, if there is a player who is positive and he's bumping into other players and sweating on other players and even bleeding on other players, I can, I can see why that's a, a, a huge concern. Jason, yeah. you're, you're obviously very close to the baseball program and, uh, how are they kind of taking things when heck, I mean, the SEC season, a big, big series to open the SEC season, was scheduled to start tonight. Yeah, um, baseball and men's golf, um, two programs, coaching staffs that I know very well. As a matter of fact, when this thing went down yesterday on on Thursday, I was actually at the, the Auburn golf facility messing around. I was like, well, it's it's this is the time to to go out and hit a few golf balls. It was actually sunny. It was nice. And Coach Nick Kleinard and, and, uh, and Corey Maggard were out there, and we're just kind of hanging out talking. When the news broke, you know, you're talking about Greg Sankey being blindsided. Well, how about these coaches who had just gotten done telling their players, "Hey, we're going to you know, be on campus, practice, do these things, and then be ready to go." Um, and then 15, 20 minutes later, uh, no, never mind, um, it's over. And now they're hoping, you know, kind of hanging on to that thread that maybe the SEC will do something late, you know. But it's it's been such a whirlwind. I mean, you know, sitting in the press box at Plainsman Park on, on Wednesday night when this thing was happening in real time, Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert, all that stuff, you knew right then that it was going to be completely different. You know, that kind of – once that happened and they pulled those players off the court, you knew this thing's, okay, this is getting real in a hurry. Um yeah, Jason, you and I talked about that. Uh, yeah. In a way, maybe we'll look back on it, I don't know, as a blessing in disguise because Rudy Rudy put a face to all of this by being infected with the virus and it happening to someone that, one, is a celebrity, but two, is per, you know performing in sports uh, in front of a crowd and would have been you know touching other players or whatever if he had not been diagnosed or, or whatever in the future. And I, I'm not so sure that if that did not happen that night, if we Probably might, we they would have we, been played at least, at least another day or two. So I think yeah. they'd have played on without fans if that hadn't happened. So right. I, I, and, I, and that's yeah. really based yeah, on what they said themselves. So they, yeah. I mean, like it went from, it went from playing, playing with fans. I mean, heck even after that, the next morning, the big East is playing a basketball game. Yeah. I mean, they're on the court. 
Halftime. Like Alabama, those teams had, had gone through warm-ups. I mean, like that, they were going forward, and all of a sudden, no, it's not happening. And and then it, it just kind of spiraled. The amazing thing to me is that it spiraled so quickly that you went from in 24 hours playing a basketball game with people in the stands to canceling the College World Series. I mean, it went yeah. that far that fast. It's amazing. And that's why I think, like, look, there had to be a, something in between those two. There had to be a stopping off point yeah. somewhere to go, hey, let's take a deep breath somewhere along the line. And, <laughs> and I said, I said tax day. That's where we are. Go to tax day and go, look, oh, maybe you get a month. But a month and let, yeah. you know, and extend the season for a couple of weeks. Let them do something to have at least a piece of that year. Maybe the possibility anyway. Um, but then, then you at least you have guys where, hey, you know, th- these teams could come and practice and be around each other. And, I mean, just think about the, the, the time that, you know, obviously, but, I mean, a Tanner Burns, for instance, this guy's potentially trying to be a first-round draft choice. Um, he doesn't get to face batters. You don't get to do these things. Like, you can throw on your own and do some stuff, but now, you know, they could have had at least some, some inter-squad games and doing some stuff to – at least to kind of play. Um, now it's everything's just kind of been put on the on the shelf, and so it's yeah, it's just need to say the least. It's been a time of uncertainty um, beyond uncertainty for these coaches, and um, yeah, I'm gonna you know try to catch up with Butch um, again this weekend to to kind of get a take on hey, what do you do next, and and I'm not sure that they even know right now. I talked to Mickey Dean and had a story today uh, on Thursday, and uh, he was totally, you know, the last official word they hadn't got, gotten from anybody out uh, was March the 30th. So nobody, from th- th- they had not been told by the SEC or by uh, the NCAA anything different than that until they uh, canceled the whole the whole deal. and uh, And he didn't know. He didn't know what that meant. He didn't know if there was a chance they could keep playing or not, or uh, uh, if they could keep the players there or send them home. Or th- he didn't know anything. And uh, and he, he did say, now, I, I want to make this clear, he said the Auburn administration had been extremely good about trying to keep them informed. But, heck, they don't know everything either. So uh, it's really crazy. I mean, the St. John's Creighton game, St. John's is leading by three in what in a game that they would have won would have been a significant upset. And they're in the locker room and somebody comes in and says, Sorry guys. Game's over. Yeah. I mean, and uh uh I I, I heard somebody on the radio saying that I think it was te- Texas and whoever they were playing were huddled up getting ready to start the game. And yeah, Texas, they, Texas Tech was about to start. Right, and they pulled the plug. And uh, uh, it's just, I, I can't, and we don't know, and we don't know more than we know, but to go from, as you said, Jason, from playing, playing the first game, first night of the SEC tournament with fans and everything like normal to taking players off the court and then to canceling everything, Bizarre and unprecedented. I, I, and I'm not I'm not saying any of it shouldn't have been done. I don't know. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, I would like I, to have I, more information. It just, it I'll just, say. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of spiraled very quickly. That was the thing. I'll say this. When the NBA if, pulled the plug. Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, Brendan. 
I was just going to say, I'll say this. I think uh, if we look back two months from now and we're like, man, it seemed like we overreacted, I think that actually means we actually they actually made the right decision. I agree with you on that. Um, because, I mean, you know, the NCAA, I saw an official today commenting and about the thought process that they were going through, and they were speaking to scientists and, and, and the CDC and everything, and based off what they were, the information they were given, they were told that this thing might not peak until May or June with the coronavirus, and if that's the case, then they had to cancel the College World Series. That was their thinking behind all that. That's what the information they were receiving. Well, I, I, I understand that, and that, that may be the most likely scenario, but I still don't see why you couldn't say... We're going to re, we're we're going to get to as it is now in the SEC. They said April fifteenth today. We're going to get to April fifteenth and take another look. And if that's the case, then we'll cancel it. And nobody would. I just don't see why they had to cancel something in June when it's February is barely over. But like I said, I don't know everything. I don't know anything. So uh, I do wish that. That Mark Emmert would do more than issue prepared statements. I'll say I agree. That. He needs to answer questions. I agree with that. 100%. Yep. He Greg did a terrific questions. job. Of, he 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 had a press conference. He went on TV. Yeah, he was great. And that's what you should do. And that's what Mark Emmert should do. Yeah, I you know, <laughs> I you know, there's much more pressing issues here than the future of the NCAA and like I was discussing, like the 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 relationship between the NCAA and all of its conferences and stuff. But I, I Mark Emmert is just, he continues to rub people the wrong way. And yep. I, I, I just, I don't see how he is, should be leading things with the NCAA. He just I agree. He, he's I handled agree. everything completely incorrectly. Maybe he made, maybe they, obviously they maybe they made the right decision, Metro. but the right. way they handle it, you got to answer questions. You got, you know, <clears throat> all public officials should answer questions, especially if you're leading the NCAA. But whatever. You got any thoughts, Ronnie, on on all of this? Yeah, no. I mean, for me, I was I was uh, I was outside with the kids and got an alert on my phone and said that the NBA had pulled the plug for the season and um, or, or every, every, I'm sorry, had been suspended the season for the time being. And you know, you knew at that point in time that something was big, something big was going on. And then and then the uh, you know the NCAA pulled the plug on the tournament and. Um, I mean, we're, we're in unprecedented times. I, I'm kind of like you guys. I mean, if we get a couple of months down the road, we feel like we overreacted. We probably did the right thing, but it's, uh, it's pretty scary. My kids are home today and they're home for the next week and probably for the, for the foreseeable future. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty scary out there. Yeah. I, I read a story today quoting a doctor from UAB, a very renowned guy and, uh, talking about how bad this is likely to get and how, that it doesn't look maybe as bad as it is already because of all the testing issues they've had. And, uh, uh, it was pretty scary to be honest with you, especially for an old dude like me. Yeah. I, 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 I almost want to bury my hand in head in the sand, yep. Yep. you know, because the more I read the, the, the more anxious and worried I get. Um, and the more likely I'm just going to lock our entire family in the house and, until uh 18 months from now or whatever i mean it's just it's yeah, we crazy supposed to go take my we're supposed to take the kids and go see my brother and uh over spring break and i mean that's that that's all off i mean they you know they're they're calling off schools up there too so it's it's um uh, you know it's unprecedented 
it's uh it, well it's you know i like i said we don't know everything or even most things but it's very clear that this ncaa uh advisory committee that includes doctors and scientists and all that stuff scared some people and it's very it's very clear that a lot of people are getting scared because like a, they postponed the masters they they delayed the start of major league baseball season all schools are closing universities are closing it's uh it's, it's quite frightening and you know and, and it's and, and the thing about it is is uh uh a lot of people thankfully won't be won't become are not in danger of dying uh but they're in danger of of giving it to somebody else who right. might be in danger of dying and uh i mean my oldest son left to go to work today and he said i don't know if i should go and i said well you'll be fine if you got it you'd be fine he said yeah but you wouldn't yeah. and uh and that's 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 what we're up against it's, uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, Philip, I mean, I'm only 35 and I have never seen anything like it in my life. You've never seen things like it in your life, but it's, this is one of those situations that'll be a, uh, I don't, I don't know, a, a turning point in human history in a lot of ways in the way we handle things. Because, I mean, as, as someone who's in their thirties living in America, even after nine 11, I've always been under the assumption that I'm safe, I'm okay, and if something bad did happen, my country would figure it out and I, we wouldn't have to worry about it for too long. But viruses, especially ones that are that have never appeared before in our society, um, there's no way to stop that other than going complete lockdown like China did. And when you read more about it, I don't want to get too deep into all this, when you read more about it, you know, the reason why those numbers in China, obviously they spiked, but now they're going down to manageable levels is because they went complete lockdown. And to be quite honest, not to get political here, um, but there's a reason why China is able to lock people down and those people adhere to that and why people in the United States of America would not adhere to that. Yeah, you can't you can't do that in this country. I mean, that's that's just that's just part of. Because the part, part of the part thing of the with price they, for having a free society, exactly. Um, so that's yeah, they're just just things you can't you can't get away with here that you can get away with there. Yeah, it, that's that's what makes it scary, and I'm sure why there's such an overabundance of caution, and and absolutely what's happened happened and is happening in Italy right now, um, because a lot of scientists have compared what's happening in Italy now to what it might look like in America in two weeks because there's people walking around with it in America right now who don't know they have it. And they're talking to people, they're, they're touching people, they're sneezing or they're coughing. Yeah. You know, we just don't know. But anyway, all right. So to get back to the sports uh, part of all of this, it's obviously affecting recruiting too. There's a moratorium on all on and off campus recruiting to, uh, across the country until at least April 15th, which actually April 15th is uh, the signing day for basketball, um, which will be interesting because the coaches could talk to them on the phone, but they're not going to have any face-to-face -face contact, and then all of a sudden you got to announce your decision and what's going on there. Um, but going back to basketball and the NCAA tournament being canceled, 
I, obviously, we all feel for the players, but I can't imagine what it's like to be Austin Wiley or Samir Doughty. And you've worked so hard to get back to the NCAA tournament after the disappointment of losing in the Final Four. And as we know, Samir Doughty was called for that foul on that three-point shot against Virginia, and it cost them the game, whether the call was right or wrong. And, of course, Virginia double-dribbled that one called. But this was a second chance for Samir Dowdy. This was a second chance for those five seniors, and it's been ripped away by circumstances completely out of their control, obviously, and out of human control. But it's it's amazing to me how they've handled it. And, and on Friday, the basketball team had a team meeting in the morning, and then later in the day, they all got together in the locker room and had a dance party. Uh, and live streamed it on Instagram for everybody to watch. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. It, I think what it shows to me, Philip and guys, is it reminds me after that Final Four game, Samir Dowdy has every camera in America yeah. and microphone in his face, and he handled it extremely well. He was so mature. I I I wanted to cry for him because it was just so uh, moving to me. And to get that ripped away, I can't imagine, to to get a second chance at it, I don't know how that has to feel to him. But yet, then you see him and his teammates dancing in that locker room today. And what bite me the last time they're together this semester, because everybody's been told to leave campus, It's uh, I think it shows to me, one, the maturity he had, but also how that translated through the team and his teammates and all those other seniors throughout this season and through this situation that they're able to just let's go have fun and let the fans see us that we're having fun despite these just heartbreaking circumstances. Yeah, I think it. what it also does is shows you how important the journey is. Sometimes you lose sight of yeah. everything you're going through for the end game. Sometimes – I mean, it, you're talking about Samir. It was the closest thing I can remember to being Obamanu. And the old school, you know, Auburn fans, I say old school, you know, 20 years ago will remember. I mean, Ben Obamanu dropped the easiest touchdown pass. To win the game. Probably ever had in his lifetime to beat Ole Miss. Just, just completely dropped a ball. And he came in post-game press conference and stood at the podium by himself. Answered every question. And, and cried and answered every question. And I thought, well, I'm never going to see anybody that reached that level again. And Samir Dowdy did it last year. And so but, it does. It, yeah, it, plus, plus, yeah. I mean, that's. Yep. And a much bigger, a much bigger moment. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, I think everybody who was in there was impressed by Samir Dowdy that night. And, yeah, uh, and it, but that was the closest thing I can remember to that moment. And, and people remember that and they remember how you handle those things. And um, I think having gone through that, um, you know, it shows you, and, and then obviously this year, what these guys were able to to accomplish. Let, let's face it. I mean, like, I thought, okay, this team's got a chance to be pretty good. Never my wildest mm-hmm. dreams to have a, a chance this this team this team would win twenty five games regular season. Yeah, I, I didn't think that. Especially when you you look and go, how they had to win games. They weren't a team that knocked down a bunch of threes and, and shot at a high percentage. They just they they were a grinded out every night and 
they probably earned as much respect as any team I can remember. And then, and then you get to the end of the season. Never thought they were going to lose ever. Yeah, and then you get to the end of the season, and they put their best performance together in the regular season finale against Tennessee. Win by twenty-two points, led the entire game. Samir Dowdy and his teammates are just drilling three pointers, and it reminded me so much of the Tennessee game in the SEC tournament last year, where you're just like, man, everything's clicking. This team's dangerous, and. you know, and also I think there's just moments that always stand out to me. And a lot of this relates to back to last year, but like Anthony McLemore, he's a senior. He's played his last game at Auburn now, but I know everybody remembers when he was shooting free throws and Auburn was up on uh, Virginia with like 17 seconds left. And he kept saying to himself, for Chuma, for Chuma, for Chuma, before he shot those free throws. And then on Thursday, he posted kind of a goodbye message on Instagram of, him sitting in defeat and disappointment on the floor at the final four and saying war Eagle forever. He doesn't get a second chance either, but it also shows you, I mean, just how I, I know it sounds cliche and maybe you're too close to the, the fire Brandon or whatever, but I don't care what people think this, these, this group of guys and the group of guys last year, I've never I, seen people that close that cared and were so unselfish with each other over a period of time and they deserved everything, you know, they deserved to win. They deserved to win a national championship. You know, I know everybody feels that way, but that Auburn team was special. And now those seniors who had another chance, they really wanted it. That's why they came back from all those double digit uh, yep. games. It's because of those seniors, they've been through it and they did not relent. And yep. now it's taken away. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, the journey those guys had together will be it, years from now will stick with them much more than what happened this week. I mean, that's like you said, Brandon, and you can't always tell, but with that t- with that team and last year's team, you could tell that those guys meant a lot to each other and they cared about each other and they were they were they were committed to this journey together and uh uh and uh you know, they'll, they will always believe they should have won the national championship last season. Wow. And particularly because of the double dribble. I mean, that, that game's over if an obvious call gets made. And who knows if they'd have beaten Texas Tech. I think they would have. They would have. <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, even in that game, they were, what, 10 points behind with like five minutes left? Yeah, and Bryce Brown went off. All of a sudden couldn't hit, couldn't miss. Yep. And uh, – yeah, you, you got to feel for them, but it's not just them. It's uh, kids like them all over the place, and uh, it's just unfortunate. The real world sometimes is hard to is a lot harder than, than the world they live in, uh, the bubble they live in, while they're competing. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, um, I, you know, I, how do you think this is going to? 
change the face of college athletics? That, that's something I, I don't know we can answer it because of the the changes that will come, how it's going to in the short term, obviously the, the, the calendars, the, the way this thing is going to impact things. Um, when you start talking about recruiting calendars, um, we're talking about spring football. How does it happen at all? Um, if it is, is it abbreviated? How long, you know, these, these evaluation periods that are so important in recruiting. Um, when you look at it, so many kids now that take official visits in the spring. Well, I mean, those, you know, not going to happen until at least, you know, late April at, at the earliest. Um, so it impacts the recruiting and the signing period visits. Man, it this have a, this will have an, hey. an impact for a long time. I tell you something else. We talked about the potential for guys on scholarship and getting getting people back, um, increasing roster sizes. Well, you do that, and as as you know, someone pointed out, I think it was Aaron Fit uh, on D1 baseball, saying like, "Look, okay, you do that, and you may have 55 players on a baseball roster. Your young kids don't play." then they leave or want to go somewhere else. It creates a backlog. It This has lasting, lasting an impact on college sports. No you doubt. know, if it, if it in fact doesn't peak until sometime in June, I don't know if we'll start the college oh. football season on time. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about practice. to say. I mean, the whole thing may get pushed back or maybe canceled. That's, uh, uh, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like you, Brandon. You talk about putting your head in the sand. I, I think yeah. I've tried to do that too. And it's just, uh, uh, you don't want to think it can happen to you or yours. And, uh, but you have to recognize that it can. And, uh, uh, you know, I worry about everybody in my family, but I particularly worry about my wife who's, who's, she's not, she doesn't have any health issues, but she's 65 years old. So, I mean, she's in the, danger zone, so to speak. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I'll say again, I'm a, I've been around a long time and I've never experienced anything like it. I, the other, other ep epidemics, pandemics, whatever, like the Spanish flu and SARS and those things, I don't recall ever having viewed that as a personal threat. And I don't remember that much about them, but I don't recall have, that I was, that I was at risk and, and this, or my family was at risk. And this, I think if you go anywhere, you're at risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to change the way, obviously, right now it's changing our lives. And it's really going to change our lives over the next few weeks and months. But it's going to change our lives whenever this goes away. And, and, and how society operates, I would think. Um, you know, and, you know. 12 to 18 months is kind of what their timeline is hopefully for a, for a, uh, for a you know, vaccine. cure vaccine. vaccine, but that takes a lot of time to manufacture, um, and distribute. And, um, it's and one of those situations. Hopefully they can get an antiviral. Hopefully they can get an antiviral on the market, you know, before then they were talking about right. on the news yesterday, I think a couple three months on that, but, but it might at least help. I mean, just like the flu shot, it doesn't guarantee that you're not going to get the flu, but, they say that if uh, right that you uh, it, it it would normally would reduce the severity of it. Of course, really dumb people like me that didn't get a flu shot 
got got get to learn how fun they should have <laughs> yeah so. you know when when i i mean listen uh and that was terrible philip i i couldn't imagine that to go through what you went through you know um and when you either you personally go through things or you see things see it happen to people you love i i never got the flu shot and then you know i had a child and i was like i'm gonna start getting that because one i don't want to infect anybody in the house and maybe it'll work maybe it won't or lessen the effects but two my, my wife went through the swine flu years ago several years ago when that was a big thing and uh, man it it absolutely bottomed her out for like two weeks um obviously she's fine but my my goodness it's amazing how i mean your life can change just like that from yep. touching the wrong thing that's invisible you know it's uh but you never think about that no. <laughs> i mean i uh you know jason uh we were up at you know in nashville for the 24 7 sports summit and they had purell bottles everywhere and everything and even then it it still wasn't as big in my mind about a threat you know but we were reading at the time that there was a uh there was a case in near nashville of coronavirus and also um school had canceled their classes that week at vanderbilt which is practically across the street from where we were staying and um I mean, I, I, I'm a little OCD and so I'm going around opening doors and stuff and I'm just going, what am I supposed to do? How do I do this? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah, what yeah, if- yeah, yeah. it becomes a case where you just, uh, you, you try to, you know, if you do that, you can, you know, you do those things and then, you know, just remember not to touch your face and eyes, those kind of things. And then, then clean up as much as possible after you just, it, it's just it was part of it it's just what it is and, and it's where you're gonna have you know everybody's gonna have to kind of it's gonna have to become second nature for for quite a while and thankfully it's something that i've kind of grown up doing but i've done a little bit more of recently but uh hey we probably should have been doing a lot more of it anyway with the flu and everything going on over the years so might be a good lesson for everybody in the long run yeah and uh obviously you know this is going to incredibly uh, uh affect the the nation financially and as we all know and you see nba players like zion williamson zion williamson says he's going to cover the salaries and pay for all arena workers in new orleans for the pelicans for the next month um that's pretty cool that's great of him i love i love hearing things like that but also why aren't the pelicans doing that yeah (laughs) exactly the people are paying them why why do we have why do we have to rely on others to do what the the corporation should be doing for their workers anyway <laughs> i'm getting political again but um but you know I, I think you guys would all agree that uh at this point in time it's it's if if you can help someone just help them um and just don't be stupid take caution be cautious uh wash your hands just be safe be mindful and if you could help someone, help someone. I mean, I read a story yesterday about uh, an older couple in in their lower 80s sitting outside in their car yelling at people walking into the grocery store. And finally, they got the attention of a woman. And they the reason why they were yelling is because they were scared to go inside the, conveni- the, the uh, grocery store because of the virus. They thought we might get it if we go inside. And the woman agreed. Uh, I'll go buy your groceries for you and I'll bring it to bring it to you and everything. So you don't have to get out of the car. Um, yeah. It's things like that, you know, 
And I truly believe in this country, when things get rough, and, and we've seen it over the years in history, we seem to have a great uh, ability to kind of put ourselves in the back seat and help others when it's needed, when things get bad. And, and it, I, I hope that continues if things get bad here in the next few weeks. Yeah, well said, Brandon. Well said. But, well said. Uh, uh, it's, uh, with it's that said, for, it's going to be interesting for us all. With that said, who's going to be the starting running back for Auburn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's, I, it's almost like I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's just so weird and, and it's weird. It's scary. It's, it's everything. Yep. I think the best thing we can all do is don't make yourself go crazy. Talk to other people, just talk and have conversations, uh, play board games. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm doing everything I can to keep my mind off it as much as I can. And, uh, but anyway, and let and let people know that are listening that um, this does not mean that that we will not be working. We got plenty of stuff coming, yep. so we're gonna have we're gonna keep people occupied by reading a whole bunch of stuff here. Exactly. Yeah. So be ready, be ready to read because we got a lot we have a lot of things coming to where I think some things that are really people are really gonna have a lot of fun with and help to uh, to keep you occupied a little bit and to uh, to give you some sense of normalcy. That's what we're gonna be here for for uh, as long as this thing takes. Yeah, we're talking about coronavirus, say, on the podcast, but in the future, uh, we're going to limit that, and we're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming up for you, not just in podcast form, but obviously on the website, as as Jason just mentioned, uh, some really great ideas that have been discussed that we're coming up with over the next uh, few weeks, and uh, even further if we have to. It's I'm really looking forward to seeing what we produce and some of the stories we're going to be able to share from people that maybe have never really been told to be quite honest. So should be good. Um, I guess that's going to do it guys. Um, I think we've talked long enough. <laughs> um, any parting thoughts from anybody? I uh, just, everybody stay safe. Be smart. Everybody be safe out there. Yep. Don't, 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 uh, don't listen to, uh, wild theories or yeah. miracle cures or whatever. Just, do the things that uh, to, you can to protect yourself. Yep, absolutely. Uh, listen to the CDC and, um, you know, and uh, I know pe- people try to politicize the media, but through history and also through fact-checking and everything, the New York Times has been the best source of information, correct information when it comes to uh, outbreaks such as this. Uh, whether it's been foreign or domestic. Uh, I read a story about all that and how accurate they've always been. So, um, you know, trust, go to news sources you know that you can actually trust that, that it's not being politicized. Listen right. to the this, scientists. This, this should not be a, this should, politics ought not to be any part of this whole right. thing. Exactly. And uh, this is about all of us and uh, whatever your political persuasion is. And, uh, Hopefully, uh, hopefully before too much longer, we can look back on it and talk about what it was like instead of what it is like. Exactly. And laugh about it. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, guys. All right, gentlemen. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you down the road. No one has it covered like 24-7 sports. Go Undercover with Auburn Undercover. Auburn Undercover.